Welcome to the Royal Caribbean Blog Podcast, a weekly look into the world of Royal Caribbean cruising. I'm your host, Matt Hotchberg, and this is episode number 72. It's time to welcome my podcast listener onto the show again and to preview his upcoming trip on Quantum of the Seas. Victor Sakal and his family are just days away from their Royal Caribbean cruise on Quantum of the Seas, and this week we'll discuss what Victor's plans are as well as why he chose this brand new ship to go on. Here we go. Joining me on today's show is my good friend, Victor Sakal, and Victor has been somebody who's really been behind the scenes helping me a lot with the blog, sends me some good information, news, photos he finds, and it's my pleasure to welcome Victor onto the podcast today to talk about his upcoming Quantum of the Sea seven-night cruise. Welcome to the show, Victor. Hello, how are you? Excellent. Glad to have you on board, Victor. It's it's Victor, you've been someone, little inside information for our listeners, Victor, you've been someone that... that you and I, we've been trading emails for a long time now, and this is our first time we've actually gotten to talk, so kind of a cool opportunity here, and you mentioned you were going on Quantum of the Seas, so we wanted to have you on here. Of course, we, we welcome all of our listeners. If you're going on a Royal Caribbean cruise and you want to talk about it, we'd love to have you on here to discuss your thoughts and kind of do, you know, as we do with many of our listeners, a pre- and post-cruise review. And uh, Victor, you're going on Quantum of the Seas this Saturday, in fact. Nice. Very jealous. Um, why did you pick this cruise? Well, first, because it's new. And I love Royal Caribbean, so why not choose a new ship? So, and since the beginning that it came out, we have been following it. And I remember I booked it the first day it went out for bookings. And I remember seeing that number of 400 days left on the <laughs> planner. And now I see five days. Wow. That's, that, that, that's a cool feeling finally, right? Yes, fine. Yeah, he goes on like 200, and you're like, wow, 200? That's right around the corner. And now it's down to single digits, man. So you pick the seven-night cruise. There's a lot of different sailings Quantum has, as you know. There's the eight-night sailing, the seven-night sailing, a couple of shorter ones. Is there what? Is there something that drew you to this particular itinerary? It It's also the date since it's when I'm available to go. Okay, makes sense. Uh, which uh, Which itinerary counts. are you going on? It's the seven nights holidays in the Bahamas, which we have one sea day, then Port Canaveral, Nassau, Coco Cay, and then two sea days. Cool. What kind of stateroom did you book for this cruise? We booked a loft suite since it we're celebrating something special. Oh, so cool. we wanted to make it a nice splurge. <laughs> Absolutely, those lost suites look amazing. I was ha- I happened to tour one of them when I was on Quantum, and I got to tell you, man, it looks really, really cool. I'm sure you've seen tons of photos of them by now, and it's definitely the way. To- if you're in a splurge, you did it the right way, my friend. I got to tell you. Yep, two things that we're celebrating, so it's going yeah, to be nice. Celebrating. It's my birthday happened in October, so we're doing like a late celebration, and it's also my parents' anniversary that we're celebrating late all again. So, cool! Happy belated birthday and happy anniversary to your parents. So we're going to have fun there. Nice, very, very cool. So let's talk about why you. Well, you you chose this particular cruise, obviously brand new ship. What, what exactly about this cruise appeals to you the most? What are you really looking forward to checking out on Quantum of the Seas? Ripcord, North Star, obviously bumper cars. <laughs> obviously. And pretty much the ship, and to try out the dynamic dining tower, it all works. Cool. Did you make any? Let's let's talk about dynamic dining. It's a perfect lead into my next question. But reservations. Did you? How much of the 
of, of dinner and dining did you book? Did you make reservations for every night for dinner or you have it kind of up in the air, a little in both? How did you go about it? We have every night booked and the last one we have booked if anything, but we may change or something since we're cool. repeating. I'm going to put you on the spot here. What are the restaurants you booked just out of curiosity? American Icon Grill, The Grand, Chic, Wonderland, and Chops. Cool. So five good restaurants there. And you've been to Chops oh, before, I imagine. Oh, and Coastal Kitchen. Oh, Coastal Kitchen. Oh, right. Sweet. you got to take advantage of that. Absolutely. Uh, have you you've been to uh, Chops on other ships before? Yes, on the Oasis and the Allure. Cool. So you know what to expect there. Pretty uh, – that, that, I mean, the great thing about Chops, as you know, it's a, it's a great, consistent restaurant, and I think you're going to really enjoy that there. Um, On the Oasis, about, I think we did like three nights straight because we liked it so much. That <laughs> well done. That's that's the way to go. Why did you uh, tell us about why you picked Wonderland? It seems interesting first, and we I, the title appeals: so imaginative cuisine. So let's see how imaginative they are. It's a really cool experience. I got to tell you, I think it's going to be fun for, for you and your family to go check it out because it's, it's just one of those kind of experiences that it, it, you kind of be like, it's one of those things you'll never be able to do anywhere else, I think. I mean, I certainly haven't run into anything like that ever. And I think it's really, but it's just, it's so different that it makes it really cool. And I think you're really going to enjoy that. And you look at the menu items online and you're like, what is this? You need to see to try it in person to understand pretty much what they're telling you. Exactly. Exactly. Well put. Uh, let's talk about what are some other things that you have uh, planned in terms of onboard activities on the ship? You mentioned already North Star and, and bumper cars uh, and ripcord. Are you planning on taking in any of the shows? Yes. We've booked everyone. Everything. Nice. How, oh, speaking of booking, let me ask you this since you have a opportunity to really book a real one. What's your experience been like with the cruise plan or the new software that Royal Caribbean's rolled out? I've never had any problems booking. Everything's been smooth. Nice. Only when it was like the first week that didn't let me pay for one of the specialty restaurants, but that was pretty much it. Okay, cool. So everything worked out pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about your port stops. You're stopping at Port Canaveral. Now, I know you're Floridian, so this will be quite exotic for you to go to. What are your plans in Port Canaveral? We're just going to the Kennedy Space Center. Cool. I've never done that before, but I hear it's very, very nice. That's uh, what they told us. And it was on the shore excursions. It's like one of the top rated ones. So Nice. What about uh, the Bahamas? What are you doing in Nassau? Nassau, we're staying in the ship since we've been there so many times already that why not have an empty ship and enjoy the day? That's a great opportunity. It's a good idea, in fact, because especially if you've been to ports like that before and you get more opportunity to check out the ship without a lot of people on board, I think that's going to be really, really cool. I'd be interested, Victor, to see also if you get a chance on that port day, maybe go up to the North Star, see if the lines are a little better on on those days perhaps you'll have a little bit better luck and you know I mean, why not get another another trip up there right mm-hmm. and you also are making a stop in coco k what are what are your plans for for coco k just a beach day <laughs> can't go wrong with that yeah it's, it's and you've been to coco k before right yes what do you like about coco k the best pretty much that it's relaxing you don't have any other too much people since it's only the people from the ship that are there, so it's not crowded or anything. 
Makes sense. Cool. I like it. Hey, you know, this here's a good question. Since you're coming from Florida, I'm imagining you're flying, right? Yes. Are you flying in a day early? Early? Or are you flying We're in? We're flying in Friday. Okay, so a day early. And are you doing any sightseeing while you're up up here, or you're just going to go just to hotel and then to the ship? No, since we arrived there like at ten, so then hotel and next day to the ship. Okay, cool. Well, not bad. And you're flying. We're trying into... to be there the first person to board that ship. <laughs> that is a noble. Noble goal, and I and I wish you the best of luck. Is there's nothing like being that first person on board, right? Yes. Nice. That doesn't mean you're gonna have a great time on there. What are you, uh, you know, looking at this ship? I mean, there's just so much going on here. Uh, what are you, what are you most excited? What really are you really interested to check out for the for the first time? I think 270 is one of the things that has me like thinking of how does it look in person with all that glass and the sea view. Yeah, it looks like an ama- it is an amazing space, and I and I got to tell you, I think it's you make sure you go there a couple different times. Don't just go there, you know, for the shows at night. Anytime you can, walk by, see what's going on, because they really try to make it a real hub of activity, so to speak. Yes, and the views from there look pretty nice to the back of the ship. Yeah, absolutely, Dude, you can't beat those at all. Oh, it's wonderful. You know, it, I think you've really got a great cruise here planned, and you know, one of the things we always like to do also with everyone that comes on board uh, this podcast. I've asked them a couple of quick questions. I know that uh, you're very familiar with what I'm going to be asking you, but uh, if anyone's new, we, to get our to get it to know our podcast guests a little better, I'm going to ask Victor a couple of quick questions about how he likes to cruise on Royal Caribbean. So, Victor, just say the first thing that comes to your mind when I say the question to you. Ready? Mm-hmm. Favorite restaurant on a Royal Caribbean ship? Chops. Chops. Very good. Without a doubt, right? Yes. All right. Preferred drink while on a Royal Caribbean cruise? I don't know on that one. Okay. Nothing wrong with that. There's lots of choices, you know. Yeah. Uh, favorite port of call to visit? I think it would be Labadee. Labadee. All right. I was wondering if I was going to ask you the question. We're going to, we're going to be doing an episode soon about the Coco K versus Labadee showdown. <laughs> and you're coming up. You're, you're voting for Labadee, huh? Yes, I think there's more to do when they revitalized it for when the Oasis class was getting there. So, that, man, that's I can't argue with that logic at all. And lastly, your favorite song on the radio or your iPod today? Today, I think right now I'm on cruise mode, so I would probably choose a tropical song. Ooh, maybe a Jimmy Buffett song. Yeah, yeah, I like it. There's nothing better to get yourself excited than some tropical music, right? Yes. A little steel drum band. Uh, it's it's the way to get... Even if your cruise is departing out of New York, it doesn't matter. It's all about... That's cruise music to the rest that's of us. That's also one of the things that we're exciting about, that to see how we're going from the cold to the hot. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, it's going to be quite... The first day is going to be cold. I think you're just going to find that you're not going to be spending much time indoors. I think after your first night, You'll start to get you'll you'll get further enough south that maybe you can start going outside and certainly by by uh, once you're in Florida I mean you know day three you'll be you'll be fine yeah. so that'll be a lot of fun well Victor it's a it sounds like you've got a great cruise lined up here and we're looking forward to hearing back from you when you get back on your from your cruise the 27th and we get back to Miami on the 29th soon we're staying three days in New York too nice good so you'll do a little sightseeing a little cruising it sounds like a great plan mm-hmm. and. And uh, we'll touch base with Victor when he gets back. Victor, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having me. 
I think Victor and his family are going to have a great time on Quantum of the Season. I know that many of you have heard a lot of coverage of Quantum of the Season the last few weeks here. And, you know, from what his plans sound like, it's going to be a great time. And I'm glad to hear also that not only is he really excited for the cruise itself, but also all the pre-cruise planning went really, really well for him. So very excited to hear about his thoughts on there. I also want to thank each and every one of you for checking out the Royal Caribbean blog podcast each and every week. It really means a lot to me that you are all taking some time to go read the blog, listen to the podcast. It makes a big difference. And as I said last week, I wanted to also highlight some of the reviews on iTunes people are leaving us because I love that people are leaving their feedback and helping the podcast. One of the easiest ways to do it, it's a free way to do it, is to just go on iTunes and leave a review. It helps other people find the podcast a whole lot easier. And this week we've got a review from C-T-R-I-N-C-O, C-Trinco, maybe. And that person writes, this is a great podcast for anybody that's thinking about their first cruise or their hundredth on Royal Caribbean. Lively commentary, detailed reviews, insider tips and tricks, interviews with key Royal Caribbean personnel and great cruise experts. This podcast has been a great source of inspiration and knowledge. Keeps me excited about cruising between trips. Thanks, Matt, for the quality content. Well, I, I couldn't have said any better myself, so thank you very much. It means a lot to me. I'm, I'm Honestly, I'm kind of humbled by that review. That, that's really very nice of you. So, again, we'll try to reread some of the great iTunes reviews that are on there on, on iTunes for this podcast. So if you get a chance, check it out. Just go in there. It takes about two, three minutes. Very, very easy, free, and it helps the podcast a lot. So again, thank you all so much. Speaking of helping the podcast, we actually had a great answer to one of our, well, it wasn't so much a question. I just was kind of talking out loud. Someone corrected me on it. I want to make sure we get this information out there. And it's from Countryfied Diva on Twitter. And I'm assuming Countryfied Diva is the lady. So I'll say she wrote, love the podcast. I got a sweet guarantee category W on my upcoming Explorer cruise. So, of course, last week we were talking about getting deals. And I mentioned guaranteed cabins. And I wasn't sure if suites had guaranteed cabins or not. And there you go. We have an answer. So there are guaranteed suites. Thank you for the confirmation. Love getting great information from all of you. Really makes a big difference, honestly. Because I'll be the first to admit, I don't know everything. And again... You all make this podcast so much better than I could ever do it, so I really appreciate it. Thank you very much. And let's answer an email. You know, we're going to start with one of our good friends. We haven't heard from Christopher in a while. Christopher Percy. And he writes in episode 67, 68, and 69 all at once because we recently returned from a five-week trip with the last two weeks being on the celebrity eclipse during a transatlantic from Southampton to New York City and then on down to Port Canaveral ending up in Miami, Florida. We arrived in New York City on November 18, 2014, and the Quantum Seas was docked in Bayonne, New Jersey, cruise port as we passed on our way to the Manhattan cruise port. Everyone on the Eclipse was impressed by the Quantum, especially the pale blue hull. Your recent cruise on Quantum and this podcast was very interesting and informative and just makes me want to sail on her even more before she leaves for Asia. Thanks for blogging while you're on board and providing all the information regarding Quantum. Great information. I always love hearing from you, Christopher. And, you know, the other thing is, first of all, it sounds like you had a great time on the Celebrity Eclipse. And, boy, it's a great way to spend a couple of weeks there, <laughs> I got to say. So you did well. The the Pale Blue Hull is always interesting. A lot of people pick up on that. And it's something that started in the Oasis class. And I'm not even sure I've ever, ever got a real straight answer as to why. I should, I should really look into it. Maybe we'll have to have someone, maybe someone from the engineering team come on the podcast. We can talk about hulls and their color schemes and, and why that is. I'm sure there's a good reason for it. Maybe if someone knows, hey. Emails Matt at RoyalCaribbeanBlog.com. Would love to hear from you about it. Let's go to our next email. It's from Dan Blag. writes, Freedom of the Seas is the best. See you February 15th, 2015. I cannot wait. Awesome, dude. Freedom, there is some issue going on with it right now, as you may or may not know, but it'll be fine by the time you go because they're getting a dry dock in January. I, for one, can't wait to see what this dry dock is going to have in it. I, I, I've got some really high expectations. I'm crossing my fingers. My wife is like sacrificing my children's dolls. <laughs> She's not really. I'm just exaggerating. But we really, really, really want Sabor on there. 
And so we're crossing all our fingers and hoping and praying they're going to add Sabor to Freedom of the Seas because we're going on there in July. And it would be great if that were to come on there because it would be a ship that's a whole lot closer than Navigator of the Seas or Oasis of the Seas for that matter to be able to go check out. So really hoping that's going to happen. But Dan, I think you're going to have a great time on Freedom. It's a wonderful, wonderful ship. And uh, let's keep things moving here with our next email. And it's from Chris from Hoffman Estates, Illinois. Matt, I owe you a big thank you. Back in October, I wrote you asking for some advice on Galveston, Texas port. I was a bit apprehensive about leaving from there. I've read and listened to quite a few of positive experiences. Well, I'm happy to report that our experience was smooth as silk. We grabbed early departure tickets and breezed our way right off the ship. We waited longer for our ride to the airport because we got through customs so fast. So thank you for the positive tips. Now I need some more advice since, well, since we officially have the cruise bug. We've booked another cruise in March out of New Orleans on Serenade of the Seas. Do you have any tips or tricks on sailing out of New Orleans ports? And what I can expect from Serenade of the Seas? I don't read much about the ship. It appears the same class as Jewel of the Seas, which you speak of quite highly. The last two cruises we were on were Freedom and Navigator of the Seas, which is my favorite ship thus far. We're bringing the kids this time 8 and 11 and joining another family with kids about the same age as ours. I'm personally looking for a low-key, old-school cruising experience. Not sure how crazy the ship is going to be during spring break or really know what is there to do on the ship. Please share your wisdom. Thanks so much for the high-quality blog and podcast. Chris, first of all, I'm glad we were able to help you out with that Galveston port stuff. You know, it's kind of hit or miss with that thing. It sounds like you had a great time and it was very easy. I mean, I would say this. Even the worst thing about Galveston port, which I experienced a very bad experience. I had a fog delay that caused us to miss, you know, something like about eight hours of the cruise in the beginning. And then, you know, we had a long line getting out of there. I, I wouldn't care. I would I would book Navigator to the Seas or whatever ship happens to be in Galveston in a heartbeat. I would not let the port experience stop me whatsoever. So I'm glad to hear that it didn't stop you. And you had a great point. So let's talk about New Orleans and Serenade of the Seas. Now, I have not cruised out of New Orleans, but I can tell you some things about Serenade of the Seas that can uh, hopefully help you here. So Serenade is the same class as Jewel. It's a Radiance-class ship. Now, the thing about Serenade of the Seas is it's gotten a refurbishment, unlike Jewel of the Seas. So there are some changes to the ship. For one thing, there is no Sea View Cafe, which I waxed poetically about, but there are a lot other new restaurants, and the ship in general has gotten a refurbishment. So whereas when I was on Jewel of the Seas, we had those old-school TVs, you know, the, the CRTs, the ones that have, like, that weigh 20 pounds for, like, even a small little 15-inch TV. Now you have flat screens. You have a lot of great amenities. It's really made a big difference. And honestly, Serenade was one of the first ships to get the revitalization. And I think it's really one of the best ones they've done. They added a lot of cool things to Serenade of the Seas. I really think it stands out. So what you're going to want to make sure you check out is probably, well, here's the first thing. And you mentioned this in your email. I think it's important. You're looking for an old school, relaxing cruise. I think this is perfect for you. Yes, it will be spring break, but everyone's spring break is different. I'm not so sure it's going to be like a party cruise. I think that kind of experience might be more on say an enchantment of the seas but if you're on a seven night cruise i mean that's you know a little different experience i think you're gonna have more families on board and i think you're gonna have a great time i think one of the great things about this ship again is being able to enjoy the views the ship has and kind of enjoy everything that again just enjoying the sea right and having access to it that to me is 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 definitely a big part of it so in terms of what your ship offers you You've got a couple things. First of all, there's the outdoor movie screen, which is nice. Always good to be able to see a movie. If it's warm enough, go out there. Sure, especially in the evenings. Great, great time to do that. Sit in the pool, watch a movie. Oh, doesn't get better than that. you got a lot of new restaurants. You've got the Chef's Table, Giovanni's Table, Izumi. I mean, you've heard me me talk about Izumi. Giovanni's Table, I think, is a really underrated experience. So definitely check those things out. Also, there's the R-Bar. And this is one of my favorite things about Navigator. The R-Bar is a kind of a throwback 
bar, as the name implies, to kind of like it basically everything is like handmade there. It's not just uh, it's not just like mixes essentially, and they really do a great job. What I love about our bar was you go to our bar, and you know I don't necessarily get the same thing all the time. And you go there and you kind of tell them, you know what, I'm really in the mood for something with vodka, or I'm really in the mood for something sweet. Whatever, whatever it happens to be. And they'll just make you a drink based on that. They're really, really cool about that. I, I was really impressed by it. So if there's a great place you want to go before for maybe pre-dinner drinks, our bar is definitely the place to go. And of course, you've got some other things on there. Uh, Diamond Club, Concierge Club. If you happen to fit into either of those things, that's always going to be important for people. You've got pervasive Wi-Fi across the ship. And you also have the nursery. And I think your kids are too old for their 8 and 11. Yes, you're not going to worry about that. But it is on there if you want it. But really... When you're going on Serenade of the Seas, it's all about these. These are rating class ships. These days are really about the ports and kind of just enjoying the ocean. I think you're going to have a great time on board. I'm really excited to hear what you think about it. And, of course, for New Orleans, I again, I mentioned earlier I haven't sailed there. But if any of our listeners have any advice here to kind of share with Chris, would love to be able to do that. So you can email me, Matt, at RoyalCaribbeanBlog.com, and we can hopefully help you out there. But I haven't heard any too many horror stories like I did with Galveston, so I'm hoping this will be a much smoother experience, a much easier experience, even though you had a great time in Galveston. So, enjoy it. I'm hoping you get a little sightseeing in, maybe. That might not be a bad idea. I mean, New Orleans does have a little bit of history to it, so you definitely want to check that out. And uh, thank you, Chris, and thank you to everyone else. And, you know, of course, we want to hear from you as well, so if you've got your questions or thoughts about cruising and you just want to, maybe you just want to email and say, hey, Matt, I'm going on a cruise, or hey, Matt, love the show, or Hey, Matt, you were wrong about this. I want to make sure you get it right. I love to hear about all those kinds of things. Whatever's on your mind about cruising, I want to hear about it. So email me, Matt, M-A-T-T, at RoyalCaribbeanBlog.com. Would love to have that be a part of the show. It'll be there very soon. In fact, in the upcoming episodes, we can make that happen for you. So again, thank you all so much for checking out the podcast, man. You guys are awesome. Can't wait to record the next one. So until next time, I'm Matt Hotchberg, and we'll talk again soon.